Mother, a place where we unpack all things related to mothering. This is a community where we aim to create a comfortable space that allows for active discussion without judgment. Find us at thecuriousmother.com and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at thecuriousmother. Welcome back to The Curious Mother. I'm Kristen Daly. And I'm Melissa Miller. So, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Melissa. Happy New Year's Curious Mothers. (laughs) (laughs) We are back and we're pretty excited about this year's lineup. Um, And today we're going to jump right in. So, Kristen, it's a new year. What have you been curious about? One of my favorite things to do in the new year, obviously, is to think about how I want the upcoming year to be. Yep. And one of the things that we do in the Daily House is we have this um, year in review meeting that we have. We started it, I want to say, three years ago. So it's not the newest practice, but it, I mean, it's also not the oldest practice. We have some dinner where we will get together and we talk about what's coming up in the upcoming year. And we try to identify some of that we review what went well the previous year. We also get to hear like what didn't go so well, which <laughs> is always fascinating to right. listen to. And we try to identify what do we want the upcoming year to look like. And sometimes we will even try to come up with a theme for the upcoming year. So I pull out uh, the year in review notes that I took from the, um, it's funny, I have an entire notebook that's like a two inch three ring binder that has all of this paperwork in it about like trying to keep your family organized that is all blank. So, <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry, I don't actually, I, my eyes were getting huge, like, oh my gosh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> all blank. Um, and it's funny because I think it's like, it has a month to month calendar for, I think it might be 2015 or 2016. It was one of those years I just was like, this is the year, this is the year I'm going to keep up with the family calendar. And the one piece of paperwork, however, that is in there is this the meeting notes for the year in review. So I have this entire huge notebook for like literally three pieces of paper. But we just try to get an idea of what do we want the themes to be. And um, I love hearing from the kids yeah. about what do they care about and where do they want things to go. And that really got me thinking about family values. Yeah. Yes. You know, and this is not the focus on the family, family values. <laughs> not not saying anything bad about that, but it's more what do we want to value? Yeah. And I find that in the family therapy work that I do, this can be a challenging task for for people to identify. You know, what do I care about? Yep. What do we want to be known for? But I also think if you don't do this work, if you don't sit down and identify it, then you can get really off course and disjointed, right? Yes, yes. Um, I feel like it is good glue mm-hmm. for when you, before you have kids to sit down and talk about who are we going to be, how do we want to raise these kids, what are our values? And we're at the point, we, my husband and I really talked a lot about kind of what our family values were going to be. We mm-hmm. kind of decided with each other. You mean before kids? Before kids. Before getting married? Did no, you? no, no, okay. no. Before kids. <laughs> I just wanted to get an idea of how good of a planner you are. No, no, no. No. So while pregnant, uh, just a lot of really interesting conversations about who are we trying to raise? Mm-hmm. And what we decided together was it's not important to us how smart our kids are, how successful they are, but for us it's kindness. Yeah. And so we had the, we have this family value of kindness that has guided our parenting decisions and how we raise them and kind of it's really informed 
all of our decisions about raising kids because we know what's most important to us. And when we feel like we're getting off track with that, we can bring each other back. What's interesting now is having those conversations with our kids about what our family's about and their input on it is really interesting too. Tell me a little bit about how you landed on kindness as your guiding value. That's a great question. Um, I think that at the end of the day, we realized that what what we value the most in other people is not how impressive they are. What really matters the most to us in all of our relationships in life is kindness. That's what Mm -hmm. pulls us to people. That's Mm -hmm. what makes us like other people. Mm -hmm. This is what Mm -hmm. we consider to be kind of the most important quality in how we go about our days. And I think it's what we try to live by. Mm -hmm. And so we want it to be the number one goal for our kids. Like Mm we, for them to know, it doesn't matter how good of you are at sports or how far you go in school or getting into the best, like what's most important to us is kindness. And I think you treat others. That's the way you treat others. Mm -hmm. And so that helps us keep in mind all of our parenting decisions because we want our kids to be aware that we think that's just the most important quality that you can have. Now, we're also totally respectful of other values that other people might have. Like Mm -hmm. we understand like it might be more important for a family to have different values. But for us, this is how we choose our surroundings and we want our kids to be aware of it. And we just think that's super important for the future of the world yeah. that we raise kids who are really aware that kindness and relationships are the most important thing, not individual success. Yeah. Wow. Were there any runner up values? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the other things that, that stand out to us that are still really important, we really strive for integrity and honesty mm-hmm. that I think for both of us to kind of look back at the challenges that we've had mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. that it took a lot of maturing and looking back to say, if we had always had the highest integrity and always valued honesty, then even though that's the harder path, it's probably the better path. And we both have had a lot of experiences with ourselves and others where there hasn't been a lot of truth or honesty Uh and integrity. And, And we just never want to raise kids that don't understand the importance of that. Yeah. And so that's a high one for us, but it's just not as high as kindness. Yeah. Um, the other ones, you know, and, I, and I, I see where we are so different from some other families where I have a lot of friends that working hard mm-hmm. and I, I'm trying to think of the right word that would describe that, but kind of um, drive and mm-hmm. um, passion or that's their family value. And I totally respect mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I just it doesn't line up with me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's when I, um, often when I start working with families, like one of the things, so one of my favorite Ted talks of all time is this, uh, Ted talk by a guy named Bruce Feiler and it's called agile programming for your family. And so agile programming is a business system. And what the business system is meant to do is it's meant to take ideas and test them really early on and repeatedly so that you know whether or not a process or a device is working well. So agile is meant to keep us safe from products like Crystal Pepsi that like (laughs) enter the market and then bomb. And so what they do is obviously a lot of uh, companies can spend billions developing a product and then it's really harmful if it doesn't do well. So they develop this business system. And what he does is he takes this business system and has a framework for families. And so it's kind of built on 
primarily you want to know what your values and mission statement are. So you treat the family as if it's a small business. You know, what, what do we want to be known for? What do we want to stand for? And then you have meetings where you kind of discuss like, what are the guidelines of being in this family? You know, what are the expectations? And you have these very structured meetings where you're always testing what worked, what didn't work, how did that go? And so I love that structure, but of course the the thing that makes it most effective is having really clearly defined values, just like in the business world, you know? And so sometimes we will have to really work hard to identify what our values are because there's a lot of values out there to choose from. (laughs) There's a lot of values, a lot. And it's hard to separate the ones that you feel like you should have Mm -hmm. versus the ones that really are important. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, so lately I've been reading uh, Brene Brown's latest book, Dare to Lead. Ooh, I have it, haven't cracked it yet. Oh, I love this book. Um, I pretty much love anything Brene um, writes. But this book in particular, I think because I've really been drawn to the business literature the last several years, um, I find it incredibly useful in the therapy work that I do. And she has a very core part of this is values identification. And she has some values identification tasks within the book. And uh, I often will recommend that my clients read it, particularly the ones who are really struggling with direction in their lives, because I feel like if you don't know your direction, values are a great place to start, right? right? And um, I had a client recently who came in and said that they had really struggled when they got to the chapter on the values identification task because it goes back to they just there's so many to choose from and all of them sound good right like when you were talking about kind I was thinking that really is a very good value like Melissa's nailed it she's got a really good plan here you know (laughs) but integrity also good agreeableness conscientiousness like you think about all of these traits and yeah it's huge. And trying to nail it down to just a couple of things Mm -hmm. can be incredibly tough. Yeah. But if we can take the time and we can wrestle with it, what happens is we now have this really cool barometer by which we can make really important decisions. Yes. Yes. I will say one place that it comes so in handy in the parenting world is when my kids have done something that requires discipline. Mm. To be able to sit down and talk to them through the family value lens of, you know, you know that our mission is, is being kind. So Mm -hmm. how did, how do you think that was in line or out of line with kindness? And then we can talk about it in this way of like, oh, now I see why it it doesn't line up with how I'm supposed to be in this family. It just, it, it really helps clarify and I think makes it simpler for the kids. Yes, totally. Now we are actually uh, recording in Melissa's house today and I'm looking around and I'm not seeing, it does not look like you have constructed a plaque that says (laughs) in the Miller house we do kind. So how is it that you have not done that? (laughs) I guess I just haven't signed up for my Andrews Ruff workshop yet. I don't know. (laughs) I always think about that with, um, my least favorite is the, we're going to dance like nobody's watching. And when we were in a beach house this summer, of course they had a plaque that said in this house, we dance like like nobody's watching, but it's a nice value to have. Um, I do think that it's almost become this thing where you can buy a, you can buy a placard, you know, at your neighborhood store that will all have good ideas, like laugh often, have fun. Yeah. Be silly, you know, be kind, be compassionate, uh, make mistakes. And I think all of those are very good points. But it really doesn't matter if it's not something they're, you're actually going to use to steer right. how you engage, right? Right. 
I will say that doesn't really fit the decor of my house, um, <laughs> but we talk about it all the time and we've always been talking about it. And so we do a lot of, and this is, I can't wait to talk about the, the year in review yes, that yes, you do, yes. because this is the kind of stuff that comes up for us a mm-hmm. lot is mm-hmm. us really talking about what's important to us, why it's important, and then getting the input on how that's changing or the challenges mm-hmm. of these new years and being kind, you know, we're... We're looking down the barrel at middle school, and mm-hmm. those are those are the years where it's going to be really hard to stay focused on kindness, even when there's all the drama going on, right? Yes. And so yeah. it doesn't matter if we decorate with it. That's, that's really cute. But what really is meaningful is how much we're living it and talking about it and encouraging it. Yeah, I would say that that is actually – a fabulous counterpoint because you don't need a placard because it actually is how you direct your decisions, right? Right. You know? And I think that that's the thing that creates a lot of security for kids. You know, when they know what mom and dad value is that we're going to be kind, what happens is they know for one, it's, they will be praising me when I come home with examples of how I did it. And also where I'm probably going to get into trouble is when I've struggled with it. And I think that that creates a really beautiful boundary for them in that they know what's expected and they know why it's expected. And that's so critical for development, you know, to be able to sit down and and explain mom and dad thought this out and this is what we think really matters. You're right. It reduces anxiety because Mm -hmm. they really understand it's not unexpected. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be really interesting um, to think about like what they would say about how how that's the family guiding value. Like, do they have any ideas of, is it being executed well? Like, this is where it's really fun to get the feedback from the kids. Yes. (laughs) So tell us about how you get the feedback from your kids. Yeah, so we have a form that we use that was created by Emily Lay, who did the Simplified Planner. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but they're beautiful planners. And um, it's available as one of the downloads. And she has all these different prompts that you go through. So the first thing you do is you talk about what went really well in the past year. And one of the things that we knew had gone really well was we got on a few vacations. We had set a goal of spending more time outside. And it was really kind of neat to see all the different ways that we had spent time outside. And really, we, we were all pretty happy with the trips that we had gone on. So that was one of the things that had gone well. And then the next thing you do is you discuss what didn't go so well. <laughs> and um, one of the things that was pretty unanimous, again, was uh, we one of the vacations we went on was to Mexico, and everybody ended up with a little bit of a stomach bug. And that was something that people agreed had not gone super well. And <laughs> The next prompt is, what would you like to do more of, or what are you look, what, what would be something you'd like to see in the upcoming year? And this was interesting because one of the things that the kids identified that they would like more of is, for one, they wanted us to go on a beach trip with a family that they really like a lot. And they were pretty certain that they really <laughs> wanted this beach trip. And so the funny, we actually have already gone ahead and planned that with the family. Um, And then another thing was the kids had expressed that they really wanted uh, us to be more present at their sporting events and their activities. So we don't always watch practices and Jeff does a lot of the driving around and 
they had all three said that they wanted us to sit and watch them do their sports, that they don't like us driving them around and just dropping them off, and they really want us to be present. So uh, I've made an absolute effort to try to be present for all of those different activities. I think that is really cool that all three kids, I mean, it sounds like they really value family time and family. They're asking for like more more together time and encouragement of each other. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it was, it was really neat because even the oldest, um, he plays lacrosse and I have, I've, been to almost all of his lacrosse games, but what he actually wanted was his sisters to also watch him play. I love it. <laughs> you know, I love I, it. I thought I think it actually made them feel pretty special that he wanted them to be yeah. there. You know, so that was one of the things that we covered. And then another thing that you do is you just discuss what kind of changes are coming in the upcoming year. In the year past. It was really, it prompted some good discussion because last year we still, my in-laws were living with us and so their big change that was coming because they participated in the family meeting as well was that they were moving out because they were buying a house and so they had given the kids kind of a, an anticipated time frame and I was going to go through some changes at work so we had talked through what that was going to look like mm-hmm. for the family and so it was kind of neat because it gives them the kids a little bit of security because they know what's coming. Right. So So our big thing this year is this fall, my oldest is going to start high school, my middle middle child is going to start middle school, and my youngest will still be in elementary school. And we're going to have three years, two years, where we have three kids at three different schools. And so that's the big thing on our horizon. And we had to discuss just what that's going to look like logistically. Yep. But I think it gives the kids a sense of security when they know we already see that coming and we're already trying to plan for it. I also love, I mean, these conversations sound incredible because what you're also telling the kids is your feedback is important and valuable to us. Yeah, yeah. And you can make decisions that then everybody, you're not going to have to fight kicking and screaming the whole time. Didn't you also, I believe we talked about... um, you guys talked about how the summer had gone. Yeah. And- yeah. So we had, um, uh, this was a few years ago. One of the things that their feedback was, so we, you know, when we talk about things that didn't go so well, they had said that um, they didn't like having, it was the first year we hadn't had a nanny to ch- kind of cart them around and take them to activities. Yep. And they didn't like having so much downtime over the summer. And they had agreed that that was just not something that had gone very well. And I think it's, you know, when we have those discussions where they're giving us feedback about a decision that we made or a plan that we had that didn't play out very well. It really makes them feel valued when we're listening to it, not being defensive, you know, and also talking about how we want to change it. I think it gives them a sense of confidence that they have some, they have some power and influence there as well. Yes. Yes. And also this idea, you know, I talked about Matt and I setting our family values. We also every year come up with kind of like a theme for the year. Uh uh Well, I guess I should say I come up with a theme for the year. (laughs) Like one year, I mean, really mind-blowing things here. One year was hydration. Oh, nice, nice. Last year was the year of sleep. Uh Um, uh But this last year, getting them on board with Uh what the theme is going to be when everybody has a buy-in to it, yeah. it's so much better. And then I think people feel like a team and they feel valued. And so they get on board with things so much more. Yeah, it's, you know, we had, um, we always say two out of three dailies will agree on anything, but you're never going to be three for three. <laughs> and 
this meeting was actually probably one of the closer times that we've seen unanimous <laughs> agreement. Um, though I will say that we did try to create the intention. So last year, the intention was more time outside. And yeah. I, I think we did a good job. One, one little sidebar that is funny is on our, so three years in a row now on our little paper for year in family review, um, our goal for the upcoming year is to finish the kids' obstacle course that we started, I guess, Ooh. three years ago. <laughs> and of course, that's still on there. Goal for the upcoming year is to actually finish the obstacle course. And the, the funny feedback about that was Jeff. Like I thought it was finished. Like, do we are we are we really doing more to this? <laughs> so, um, so and so obviously we don't always hit our goals, but we did. A lot of people will do a word of the year, yeah. And I don't know. I've I've tried to get on board with the word of the year, and I don't know why I just can't. So, but we do the similar thing with the intention for the year, yeah. And this year, what we were talking about was. Jeff and I felt really solid that we wanted this to be the year of being more conscientious or um, being more disciplined. And of course, the kids are like, what does that even mean? And right. how is that going to play out? How is that going to affect my life? You know, because immediately they're thinking more more rules. Right, and, right. And what we actually were talking about was just Jeff and I want to be a little bit more structured in how we engage with our days. So they felt a little bit calmer when they knew what we meant with yeah. discipline. And they actually threw in the fact that they wanted to have more opportunities to earn money and have allowance and you know we kind of saw how that could fit in the discipline structure too so we came out of the meeting with discipline being our kind of theme of the year but I will say we had dissent from two important dailies and um, the daily girls decided that they could not get on board with discipline being their theme of the year <laughs> so the daily girls theme of 2019 is lemon lime <laughs> What a fantastic theme. <laughs> yes, I have no idea how that's going to play out. I well, don't know how that's going to, but. I can't wait to hear the year in review conversation to hear how Lemon Lime was. Yes. <laughs> so, now you said that you do an intention for the year. We do. Right. So this is the first year that um, we openly talked about it before I've just kind of told everybody. <laughs> And and I would say, like, what's the word? You know, what's mm-hmm. the theme of the year? And they'd be like, hydration, mom. <laughs> so um, this is the first year that we talked about it. And they said, uh-huh. we want in on this. Uh-huh. I can't even remember what it was I was pushing for. But they were like, no. <laughs> and they came up with, through our talking, we landed at such a better place than I ever could have come up with. So yeah. um, for them, the theme of the year is growth. Oh. So I was, my daughter's a picky eater, so I think I was pushing on like open-mindedness and <laughs> yeah. um, trying new things. But they were like, yeah, okay, we're okay with trying new things, but we also want to see growth in other areas. Like I want to learn this new skill. I want to get to do this more. I want um, a little more independence. I can't wait for, um, my son was going longer at sleepaway camp. All these things kind of coming up and just yeah. the theme was personal growth, meaning like trying new things, pushing ourselves, but being opened to grow. And I love that. I love it. I love (laughs) that they had such a great influence there. So it's also worked really well having that intention when things come up um, that they, you know, sometimes getting my kids moving is a little bit challenging. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so, you know, Saturday morning activities roll around and I always get the pushback of like, oh, we just want to lay here and do nothing. And I can say, well, how does that fit with our year of growth? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. they're like, fine. So (laughs) it, it, when they're on board, Uh 
it, it makes it so much easier to get them motivated. Nice. Nice. Sorry, that's my dog barking in the background. <laughs> Polly, the super dog. <laughs> um, yeah. And so one of the ways that I've seen that people can also do word of the year is this really fun task called vision boarding. Oh, yeah. Melissa, tell me a little bit about your experience with vision boards. <laughs> well, my experience is all through your direction, Kristen. <laughs> So I had never vision boarded before, or maybe if I had, it was a long time ago and it was just kind of a silly Mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd always heard about it, curious about it. And then one day, um, probably last year at the Mm -hmm. office, Kristen Mm -hmm. led our whole group in vision boarding and I loved it. And since then, I've done it a few times with clients and Uh I've done it just myself. And it has given me some great insight and helped me articulate Mm -hmm. my intentions and visions. So I'll let you do the (laughs) job of really sharing what it is. So I was trained in it when I did my pre-doc internship. So I did did my pre-doctoral internship year at a small university in Western North Carolina. And they had some funny things within the, on this campus. And to me, one of the hardest growth edges was um, every two weeks, we would do a two-hour meeting that was focused on self-care activities for providers. Oh. My first experience for self-care for providers was uh, giving each other pedicures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. No. Yes. <laughs> It was as awful as you can imagine. Oh, my gosh. Little, like, mini bathtubs for your feet. I shudder to think that y'all had to touch each other's feet. Yes. (laughs) It was such, like, there was a part of me, me, I was on internship with a really good friend, and we kind of were, like, not sure if this was, like, a hazing thing, and then we realized, no, these people are very serious. Holy cow. So uh, one of the self-care activities was vision board. And this was probably six months into my year there. So I was already very used to these kind of out of left field activities. And um, I can be an incredibly cynical person. So when we were introduced to this task, it was like, oh gosh, here we go. But um, I fell in love with it. And so what it's intended to be is if you're familiar at all with the Rorschach. So the Rorschach is that inkblot test. And I think it's really interesting that we are always imagining like, why would we use this test? It's It's... Just, you know, it's not a a clean cut test, and yet it's something that psychologists really hold on to. And the reason why we hold on to it is it's one of the few ways we can get insight into what people are actually thinking without that kind of governing the the way that they come across, without trying to control the impression that they make. And so for vision boarding, it's meant to be a similar task where you're not imagining, like going back to the idea of a growth or a discipline, you're not imagining what you're trying to find out about yourself, Mm -hmm. but it's more you're just curious about what am I drawn to, what am I interested in, and then once the board is made, you kind of pull back and say, what does this tell me about me? Kind of like looking at an inkblot and saying, I don't know, I see a butterfly. We have like all of this whole structure that we can say, oh, if you see this, it probably means that. And that's what vision boarding is meant to be. And so you have to have a pile of magazines of lots of different topics. Um, my office was always famous for having just a ton of magazines because I <laughs> like doing vision boarding, so I collect them. And you, and you basically put on music you like. So when I do this with clients, I'll have them pick a favorite band, and then we'll set up a station based on that band, and yeah. we'll listen to their music. And you're going through magazines, and you're just saying, what calls to me? Yep. 
You're not trying to think about why it calls to you. You just, as you're flipping through, rip out the page. If something, if an image speaks to you, you take it. Yep. And then after you have a good stack of images, you get out a board and you start to cut out the images and figure out where they fit on the board. And again, it's not like organizing things necessarily. It's just what's on there. And once you get everything on the board, then the goal is to just kind of pull back and say, what does this say about me? And I had one client I did it with who was really just struggling to understand what they where that what their next move in life was. And it was really neat because when we did it, what they found were the images that called to them were gardening images, animal images, and house images. And at the time, they were really trying to think through, were they staying in this area? Were they going to move away? And they realized the gardening thing meant a lot to them. And So it became this really neat guide to the way that they wanted to make some Mm -hmm. of those important decisions. And sometimes when I feel like people are really stuck and they don't know what their values are, what they, what really matters to them, this just can be a really fabulous tool to get some insight. Do you remember like what your board said to you, Melissa? Oh yeah. So, um, everything about my board screamed like quiet, peaceful, calm. Nice. And so there was a lot of, um, cooking, there was a lot of flowers, there was gardening, there was um, a lot of pictures of rooms that were focused on beautiful art, but simple, calming. And I realized like, I just felt tired from the marathon of life and trying Mm -hmm. to juggle so much stuff and always just feeling exhausted and like it was never enough. And to me, what that really said was it's time to let go of things that Mm -hmm. are not at the top of my value list. And how do we live a more simple, calm, manageable life. And so I really, it helped me to take a hard look at what do I need to let go of and how do I start living like this? And we really cut back on our social calendar. We really cut back on extra things for the kids that that they weren't even all that passionate Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. We, um, We just took a hard look at living more in balance and a little bit calmer, Mm -hmm. more quality time, less running around. Mm -hmm. It was, it was phenomenal. Mm, I love hearing that. Yeah. I, I love my boards and it's, I keep them and I reflect on them and I think it's been neat. I've, my daughters have done boards now and I love seeing what they're called to and just how those develop as well. And to me, like, it, like you can read, it can be helpful to reflect on, you know, the preceding year and the upcoming year. And it can be good to think about what are some things that you would like to see in your life. But it really, to me, is almost even more fun if you don't come in with any expectations, yes. you know, and yes. you just say, what have you got for me? You know, the, the, the only question you ask when you give someone a Rorschach is, what might this be? Yes. And I love to approach this from that same angle of what might this be? What might this stick? say about me and then can I look at this and draw some themes or some things that matter to me yes when you just give yourself permission to be open-ended it's just amazing how your energy inside matches what you are are preferring that pops out on you in a page yeah we can't help it we all learn at some point that there's a certain way we're supposed to present ourselves to be yeah and that kind of constant monitoring and it's called pressure management 
it it's just it can interfere with our ability to be authentic. Yeah. And to me, this is just a fun task to be able to set aside that impression management yes. and say what could be there. And I have I've found that particularly I love doing it with adolescents who really feel very disconnected and you know the ones who are just kind of like I don't know I don't know what I want right right, <laughs> right. Kristen would it be a good idea so I'm thinking through like the family value would vision boarding as a family like everybody doing their own boards and then looking at them together is yes that would that be a good activity I think it's a fabulous activity especially if you really have no idea what you want your guiding values to be yeah. it can be really good to have everybody do their own board yeah. and I always say it's important that you have your own board because again if you were trying to share a board then then right. you have to make decisions about and prioritizing and decide what and, fits and what doesn't and pleasing somebody else exactly Exactly. Right. And so it really is good for it to be your own board, but it can be really meaningful to get a sense of what do you see? What are the things that you yeah. feel drawn to and how, where do we see overlap? You yeah. know, that can be kind of the really fun thing because probably where we see overlap, we're going to see what matters to all of us. That's right. Right. And also maybe understanding everybody's different needs of where they're at. How do we make this work together? Yes. So I think a big thing, if If as a family, you don't have a family mission statement that kind of lists your values, it's never too late. But I think it's important to sit down. And this takes a lot of discussion. I mean, it really, you have to be very thoughtful about it because it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's not easy enough to be like, hey, this should be our family value. What do you think? I know. (laughs) Well, and it's funny because, you know, it can obviously change depending on how people grow and people develop. You know, I would say we found out a few years ago that the last name Daly means gather together. And um, I love hosting and I love the idea of gathering. And I think that, so that tends to be our driving mission. And yeah, it plays out very differently. Like, and, and you know, I would say this year in particular, the gathering together has really been more like the five dailies and us having unscheduled Saturdays. And then other other seasons will go through where it means hosting a lot of other folks, you know. Yeah. But I think it, it being open to the idea that an application or a value or mission can look differently yes. in different stages right. can be a really powerful thing. There's room for change. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to be back season two of The Curious Mother. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Curious Mother. If you liked what you heard, the greatest compliment would be to share this with your community of moms and to give us a great rating on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at The Curious Mother and check out our bios and resources at thecuriousmother.com. Thanks for listening.